0: Our scripture lesson this morning is from John 14, verses one through 14, found in the Pew Bible on page 108 in the New Testament and also in the front of the bulletin. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you you would have known my father also. And from now on, you know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the father and it is sufficient for us. Jesus said to him, have I been with you so long and yet you have not known me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the father. So how can you say, show us the father? Do you not believe that I am in the father and the father in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. Most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. The reading of the Bible for the people of the Lord.
1: Okay, I want to know what's going on around here. We plan a family and friends Sunday, right? And the scripture reading is one of the most popular scripture passages read at funerals. What were we thinking? Fortunately, there is a lot of good news and solid instruction in these verses for our present day living, for our ability to be faithful people. God's faithful people. Lord, we thank you for these words. Remind us that they are for us today. Not for another day, but for us today. For you know our needs, and you bring us your word. We come as your grateful people. hear and to do. Amen. There is a book called Moments for Mothers that actually contains a true story about a very strong Christian family. Uh, Often at supper, their family would do Bible quizzes with each other, or they would choose a topic to to gather their feet under their table and and give them a a more interesting conversation. Well, one evening, uh, the family was discussing what heaven would be like. And seven-year-old Jimmy grabbed this subject and ran with it. Now, This is why I love children so much. If I asked any adult here, what is heaven like, y'all would bore me to tears. You would recite back to me everything you had been taught growing up. It's a 24-7 worship service. Oh, that gets me excited. It's not enough? I spend all my weekends down in this life? Now I've got to do the whole week? Does that get you excited? Now, maybe if we were directly in God's presence, that would change. But on this side, not so much. We love our worship. We need our worship. But we also need to go out in that world and do something with our worship. Or stay in here and do something with our worship. Even Jesus wasn't in the temple 24-7. You might tell me that it's going to be a great family reunion. Okay, that's getting better. We're moving in the right direction. By the life of Jesus Christ, we are blessed to see others who have gone before us in resurrection. I'm definitely in favor of that one. Then there's another one. Jesus loves a good party. And there are verses that allude in Scripture to heaven being a place of tremendous joy and a great big party where everyone celebrates the Lord their God and each other. Okay, now you've got me hooked. Heaven should be a place we want to go to. And some of y'all would just give me real boring answers. That's why I love kids. That's why I love Jimmy. You never know where they're going to go in their imaginations. Well, he had a creative imagination. He said, when we get to heaven, the big angel will call the roll. He will say... Daddy's name. And Daddy will say, Here. He will say Mommy's name. And Mommy will say, Here. He will call the names of my sisters and they will all stand up and say, Here. And then, my name. And because I'm little and don't want to be missed, I will jump up And I will shout real loud, here! Just a few days later, there was a tragic accident. A car struck Jimmy as he made his way to the school bus. He was rushed to the hospital in critical condition. And of course, the family gathered around his bed and they kept a prayerful vigil through the night. The doctors told them that he had suffered severe brain damage and would not recover. Well, just before dawn, Jimmy seemed to be stirring a bit. The family saw his lips move. And just one word was all he uttered before he passed from this life. In a voice clear enough for everyone in the room to hear, Jimmy said, Hear. Here." And then he was gone to another world, to a better world, where a big angel was calling the roll. What does it mean to you to hear Jesus say, I go to prepare a place for you? The one for whom there was no place in the inn, no room in the inn, goes and prepares rooms for us. Mansions for us. You know, somehow, in the history of the Bible, these verses went from mansions to rooms. I want my mansions back. But isn't that what we grew up hearing? And I've known pastors that say, it means mansions, it means rooms, it means mansions. It just means something great, so good that we can't even comprehend and how good it's going to be he dies for us he prepares the way for us he prepares the destination for us do you hear the promise in the words the hope the comfort jesus is the way Jesus will come and show us the way. Some of my favorite passages in all the Scripture involve family reunions. The father of the prodigal son running down a dirt road to greet his wayward son. Jacob reuniting with Esau, Joseph, finally sitting with his brothers and his father again. These scenes can bring tears to our eyes. But the greatest reunions are those yet to come. And how did the the wonderful, wacky, sometimes wise, sometimes not disciples React to all of this wonderful news? Lord, show us the Father. We can actually relate to that. It's the plea of our world. Lord, show us the Father. It is the plea of congregations, it is the plea of prayerful Christians all over the globe. Show us the Father. Now, that gets interpreted in some strange ways in our strange world. Oral Roberts claimed he saw a 900-foot Jesus hovering 300 feet above the City of Faith medical center he was building. Okay, that's a little strange. Well, maybe not. Have any of y'all had a 900-foot Jesus hovering over your house? I always look at my choir. They're the super faithful ones of the church. (coughs) Uh, I'm sorry, I just had to clear my throat. And so none of y'all had a 900 foot tall Jesus? Phil? Not even over in York, the blessed city? Just check it, because it gets even stranger. My college roommate, I I I loved him dearly, I love him dearly, but he was as wacky as they come. Or maybe just more faithful than me. But he would see demons circling like vultures above some buildings and angels hovering above others. In the church, we recognize that is faith. In the world, they recognize that as you needing a doctor. Totally different worldviews, my friends. Someone named Rosalie Lawson found the image of Christ in a sour cream and onion potato chip. If we haven't seen Jesus, maybe it's because we aren't eating the right flavor of potato chip. People, I googled it, people see Jesus in everything. Cheetos, pancakes, fish sticks, tacos... A grilled cheese portrait of the Virgin Mary sold for $28,000 on eBay back in 2004. I hope none of you were the ones who bought it. (laughs) Eat more and find Jesus, is that the answer? Well, you might be surprised to learn that it can be. When I go to Dorothy Day, I go looking for Jesus. When I miss Dorothy Day, I miss that time in my life. When I see people gathered at the altar rail sharing our holy meal, I see Jesus there. When I see people using our blessing box, I wonder if they see Jesus in us. Our job is not to build ramps. Our job is to build ramps so we can show a family and a community the love of God. Lord, show us the Father. Our job is not to feed those participating in Salkahatchee or Carolina Cross Connection. Our job is to feed those participating in those wonderful ministries so we can show them the creator, the builder of the universe. A Sunday school teacher was quizzing her children one Easter about the resurrection story. And one of the questions she asked was, why did Jesus rise from the dead? One bright little boy replied, because it wouldn't be much of a story if he hadn't. That's a smart boy, he's right. But don't think. That was the ending of the story. That's the beginning of the story. The story continues, and ours is the great privilege of living the resurrection life, of bringing hope and promise, of living with power, of obeying the Holy Spirit and showing the world our God. No, you don't have to see a 900-foot-tall Jesus hovering 300 feet in the air. You don't have to see demons and angels hovering over Rock Hill buildings. That would be scary. And no, you don't have to eat more potato chips and grilled cheese sandwiches. With the resurrection in our lives, there is nothing to fear. One day, the big angel will call our names and we will jump up and yell, Here! But until that day, we get to listen to the Holy Spirit call the roll. Say, I've got some jobs for some people in the army of God to do. And he'll call names. Names here. And we'll jump up and say here. Because that's who we are in Christ. Until that day, we open our doors and we walk into a world full of normal people because we are, we are not. And we pray for those who persecute us. That's not what normal people do. We are not normal. We pray for those who persecute us. We forgive those who harm us. We feed the hungry. We tend the homeless. We proclaim love to and for the addicted. And we serve the lowly, showing them the one who loves us the best. Lord, show us Aldersgate, Show us. Amen.